Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, welcome everybody to Beauty Inside and Out show. I'm glad to be back. I had done some pre-records over the last four weeks from a show, Aesthetic Everything. Had some great guests, over 12 wonderful guests that were doctors, dermatologists, specialists in aesthetics and skincare. So I hope that you got out a lot of the, out of the that particular series. But it's good to be back and live again. So, you know, our topic today is about ageless beauty. And more importantly, the, the some of the fatal mistakes that we make over four 40. And let's talk about 40 here because, you know, I really felt like 40 was probably the best time of my life. And I felt like I was in really good shape. I had had a baby at 36, a career change. I actually then started to go through a divorce at that point. And I really felt like my 40s were pretty happening, but um, also very exhausting because I'd made a lot of changes in my life. And I love the conversation that I'm going to be having with my guest here today, Dr. Christine Horner. Um, She's the author of Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. And of course, she's got an enormous background. as a board-certified surgeon, plastic surgeon, she's had some incredible things, and I'll share those throughout the entire show today as well. But we are going to be talking about all of the things that we need to do in order to be vibrant, healthy, radiant, and, of course, the number one topic that I like to talk about, ageless. So welcome, Dr. Horner. Thanks for being with me today. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be with you. Yeah, I, I, I got your book. Thank you so much for sending that to me, Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. Um, this is a, a 30-day program to extraordinary health, beauty, and longevity, and um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And a lot of it was just, you know, kind of a reminder that, oh, I know to do these things. I'm just not doing these things. I think that happens a lot as we kind of get into what you consider to be in the 40s, you know, is kind of like this very busy lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, most people in their 40s, as you described, I mean, things can be going really well. And in fact, they they, they do. And so you, normally your career's, you know, really at its height and, and, you know, you've got kids. That's kind of the normal thing. And so, you know, it's very typical for women to be extremely busy in their 40s. And um, so they kind of put their health on the back burner, you know, where they um, have everything else that they're <laughs> putting in as priorities. And, you know, what we found is that... Um, you're not as invincible in your 40s as you were in your 20s and your 30s, and it really does make a difference um, what you do as far as your, you know, diet and lifestyle and how you take care of your body during that time. And and um, there's some simple things, you know, that you can do that can really dramatically make a difference and, and help to protect your health and your beauty. Oh, good. And I look forward to hearing those. You know, but first, when I was reading your bio, you have a very impressive background. So, you know, not only are you a, you know, board certified in surgery and uh, in plastic surgery, and uh, but you've been honored in this field here uh, of plastic surgery and reconstructive surgery, and you successfully ran a national campaign to pass laws for insurance companies to pay for breast reconstruction following mastectomies. Now that that's a that's a huge accolade, um, especially with cancer being on the rise. <laughs> yeah. So when I started my practice in 1991. Um, I had a special interest in breast cancer because my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in college, and um, 
But then she actually got diagnosed with a second breast cancer on the opposite breast about 13 years later, and they'd been monitoring her very closely, as you can imagine, and found it when it was very small at an early stage, no lymphoma metastasis, and the tumor markers were favorable. So we thought she was going to do just fine. And in Western medicine, that's what the message is, is, you know, get your mammograms and breast exams in the hopes of catching mm-hmm. it early, and that's the way that you're going to save lives. And I actually worked for the American Cancer Society as a spokesperson for breast cancer issues, and that's what I was taught to say is we don't know what causes breast cancer, and we have no known cure, so the best that women can do are breast exams and, and mammograms in the hopes of catching it early. Well, my mom did that. And then about five years after that, which was around 1993, she was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. It showed up in her leg five years after a stage one disease. Now, that like totally rocked my world because here I'm trained as a Western trained doctor and involved with American Cancer Society. And it's like, well, everything we are taught to tell our patients that didn't work for my mom. And then I'm looking at my patients and seeing that they're getting younger and younger. And finally, Mm -hmm. I started doing breast reconstruction for breast cancer in women in their 20s. And I thought, okay, something's wrong here. And there's got to be something that women can do. And uh, so I started looking through the medical research and, and um, had no idea what I was going to find. You know, this was 20 years ago. And, and as I was looking, I actually found thousands of studies that showed exactly why we have a breast cancer epidemic and everything we're doing to contribute to it and, and the things that we traditionally don't do in this culture that are highly protective and they were all natural. So food, supplements, lifestyle choices, these are all the things I was taught in my medical training didn't make a difference. You know, I mean, we just had no clue, no nutrition courses and and so oh. forth. So um, that really took my life into a, a different direction, you know, where I thought, you know, there's actually a way to prevent this. And here I am on the cleanup crew, you know, um, after somebody has it. And, and so I started really kind of, um, you know, um, looking into natural medicine. And there was a whole series of kind of serendipitous things that happened. But as you mentioned, I worked on a uh, campaign to pass laws to make it mandatory that insurance companies pay for breast reconstruction because in 1993, so this is same year my mom you know gets metastatic breast cancer insurance companies used to pay for breast reconstruction then all of a sudden they decided to stop paying for it and they'd send me letters like oh we're not going to pay it for your on your you know patient because it's not medically indicated and then the next letter I get is we're not going to pay for breast reconstruction on your 32 year old patient because it's on an organ with no function <gasps> I went that's terrible <laughs> You just said that to the wrong person. So um, I organized a national campaign uh, to pass legislation to make it mandatory that insurance companies pay for breast reconstruction. And we started in the states to begin with and got 30 state laws passed and then discovered a loophole law where basically nobody's covered by state health care laws. So at that point, I was like, I just need to meet President Clinton. So I spent a couple of weeks just asking everybody I ever met, you know, do you know how I can meet President Clinton? And within two weeks, I was um, having lunch with a person on the Federal Trade Commission. And five days later, I was meeting with President Clinton in Washington, D.C. So um, the long story short on that one is it took about five years, but the law actually did get passed through some divine intervention, and now it is a federal law that all 
um, you know, women can have breast reconstruction available to them if they should need it uh, by their insurance companies. And um, during this campaign, again, all this kind of stuff, serendipitous things happen where, you know, my mom gets metastatic breast cancer, so I just really devoted my this project to her where it's her life, you know, so that she didn't die in vain. And then um, the, when I went and met with President Clinton the first time, the, uh, an interviewer was sent out from uh, the television stations in Cincinnati, where I used to live. I live in San Diego now, but it turned out that he was um, actually a teacher of transcendental meditation for 30 years. So he's like, you know, you should really learn how to do transcendental meditation. I was like, okay, great, I'll do that. So I learned TM and was completely blown away by the um, effects of it. And then he said, well, well, if you want to know more, this is actually. All right. I think we might have lost Dr. Horner here right in the middle of a very, very critical part of it. So we're going to try and get her back at this point. Um, but I, I love her story. I love her story, how she started out in the medical field and realized that she started getting patients. I mean, not only her mother getting breast cancer, but she started getting younger and younger patients that were coming down with cancers and these other diseases. And she wanted to get on the side of looking more natural. I think that's where her book, Radiant Health and Ageless Beauty, came in. Um, so I'm excited to talk with her about that. So I'll share a story with you guys then while we're waiting for Dr. Horner to reconnect with us here. Uh, So I just had a friend that was recently diagnosed with cancer. um, And uh, so, you know, you you feel helpless when your friends get diagnosed. You don't know what to do. It's like, you know, you want to bring them food and and spend time with them. But a lot of times they may not be up to that. And they might not be, uh, once they start treatment, you know, depending on what that is, they may not be able to actually, you know, eat some of the normal foods that we might be bringing or providing in that sense. So one of my friends decided that, well, what we're going to do is, you know, the eight weeks of radiation and uh, chemotherapy that she's going to be going through, we're all going to do something for eight weeks as well. So whether it was giving something up or taking something on or a combination of both, we were going to do that. And in doing this opportunity, so for the next eight weeks, uh, we all decided that we were going to do more of a fitness challenge. In other words, if we're younger and younger and we're getting diagnosed with these diseases at a younger and younger age, then maybe there's an opportunity um, to do something to all have us health, have us be more healthy. So we decided to do an eight-week fitness challenge. And we, one of my friends structured it very well, but it was interesting when the series of gals on the email chain um, ended up uh, writing back and saying, of course, I'm in anything to support our friend and to be able to, you know, provide that energy that she might need. And plus also, you know, take time for ourselves. But each and every one of us had something interesting going on that was preventing us from being fully in this fitness challenge. So whether it was a sciatic nerve, or in my case, I have a broken arm right now. Um, so, you know, doing push-ups and things like that, or, you know, um, planks were, is not an, an option for me. And it was interesting as seeing all the women that we're all dealing with something. Every day we're dealing with something. All of us at this point in our life are dealing with something. Um, And the gal that just got diagnosed, she sent an email back and she says, I love all of the support. Thank you. Here's the deal. I love that you're providing me energy, but how about over the next eight weeks that we all look at how we can nurture ourselves too? Because it appears that we're all going through something that if we put the energy into ourselves, we could all live happier, healthier lives. Um, I, I, couldn't have been more excited to hear 
her say something like that because I had no idea when I read the chain of emails that each and every one of us um, was going through something. So, all right, I think we have I think we have Dr. Horner back. Are you there, Christine? I am. Okay, good. We're so glad to have you back. All right, so you were at the point. I just shared a story with our listeners to build, you know, bridge that gap here. Um, but uh, you were at the point where you were talking, but you didn't want your mom to die in vain. And that you'd yeah, met so that's President why, Clinton, yeah, you got so it all cast? Well, for the, it was a five-year campaign, really, and I just thought, I'm not going to give up, you know, to, because I, I uh, you know, really want this to be dedicated to her life. So there was kind of divine intervention, you know, that occurred, which uh, allowed that bill to pass, and so now it is a federal law that, uh, you know, all women have breast reconstruction available to them if they should need it through their insurance company. And uh, during this time, I also had a lot of other serendipitous things, you know, that were happening. And um, so when I met with President Clinton the first time, the television station sent out a reporter to interview me, and it turned out that he had been a teacher of transcendental meditation for about 30 years. So he said, you know, you should really learn how to uh, do TM. So I was like, okay, great, I'll do that. So when I learned Transcendental Meditation, I was really immediately blown away by the effects of it. And so then he said, well, if you want to really know more about this, it actually comes from a system of medicine called Ayurveda, A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A. I'd never heard of it before, kind of embarrassed by that because a sixth of the world's population actually uses Ayurveda as their uh, primary source of medicine. And um, Mm -hmm. he said the very best way for you to experience it is to actually go to a detoxification spa, which is actually based on a program that's 5,000 years old uh, from Ayurveda called Panchakarma. And it sounds like it might be uncomfortable or painful, but not. It's really much like um, very luxurious spa treatments, lots of hot oils, massages, and steam treatments, and everything that's designed to help to get the toxins out. So I was there for three days, and after about 48 hours of treatments, I looked in the mirror, and I looked 10 years younger and never felt better in my life. And that I is thought, so oh my God, good. People know something. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I want to hear I, more about this, but we're going to take a quick break here right now, um, and then definitely I want to hear more about that because it sounds like even though you're a surgeon, a medical doctor, and you understand Western medicine, it sounds like you've kind of crossed over to opportunities to be able to support us in living a healthier life. And we're also going to talk about when we come back um, those fatal mistakes that we make after forty, and how we can have more of that ageless beauty and that and that absolute radiant health. So stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal. Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. What makes a great leader? 
Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hello, we're back. We're back with Dr. Christine Horner, and she is the author of Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. She's got a great extensive background. As a matter of fact, on the break, she was just telling me a little bit more that she's got her own radio show called Radiant Health Show, and she's been in radio and TV uh, quite a bit. Um, but hey, listen, meeting you know President Clinton and being able to get interviewed, and then as we were carrying on before the break, that you were really experiencing this uh, transcendental meditation and, and Ayurveda and this detox spa. And you found these other alternatives, these other ways of us being able to be healthier. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So, um, you know, as I said, I went to this Ayurvedic spa and was doing the detoxification. And after about 48 hours, you know, I looked 10 years younger and never felt better in my life. So I thought, oh, my God, you know, they really know what they're doing in Ayurveda. So Ayurveda actually means... It mean, Ayurveda means, Ayur means life, and Veda means knowledge. So it literally means the knowledge of life. And it really is centered on nothing but health, um, whereas, you know, the Western training I had was how to suppress the symptoms of disease or cut things out. Uh, but this, and I had really no education on how to create health. And that's what Ayurveda mm-hmm. is all about. How do you create health? It's talking about um, kind of natural laws that govern us as human beings, and if we obey them, then uh, our body's going into balance, and then it enhances our body's inner healing intelligence. And if you disobey those laws, then our body goes out of balance, and it obstructs the flow of that inner healing intelligence, and she cannot keep us well. So the name of my first book, Waking the Warrior Goddess, was actually about having that inner healing intelligence, you know, kind of as your goddess, and giving her all of the tools that she needs in order to keep you healthy. Oh, so so now not only, you know, are you a Western medical doctor and you understand all of that, but you also have this other knowledge inside to you. And how frustrating is it, though, for you to be able to look at society and see that we're just making really bad choices every day? 
Well, you know what happened was as I, I, I mean, I just really delved into Ayurveda to learn as much as I possibly could about it and actually got certified in it. And at that point, I thought, this is ridiculous. Like, people need to know this information because mm-hmm. there's so many simple things that you can do that have, can have such a profound effect. And people don't know and doctors don't know. So I pitched the television stations in Cincinnati to have me be on the newscast uh, as the doctor in the newscast talking about complementary and alternative medicine rather than pharmaceutical medicine. So that was a long time ago. It started in 1999 and went through uh, 2002, and it actually got um, syndicated nationwide on the Wisdom Television Network, which doesn't exist anymore, but it had um, you know all sorts of great you know kind of positive information on it. So when I was doing that, I was actually working 14 hours a day, seven days a week, to pull off doing the television along with my medical practice and. Um, not surprisingly, after three years of doing that, I woke up one morning and went, I think I'm going to start crying. <laughs> like, mm. I don't have any friends. I hate my life. <laughs> so at that point, I just I decided I was going to quit my practice because really my passion was teaching people about how to become and stay healthy naturally and avoid the knife. So I took the leave, quit my practice, and um, and then really focused on teaching people about, you know, the simple things that they can do, and I've written two, actually both of my books won National Book Awards for the best book in health medicine and nutrition. The first one, Waking the Warrior Goddess, which is uh, the subtitle, Dr. Christine Horner's Program to Protect Against and Fight Breast Cancer, and then my second book, Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty, which just came out last year, um, is all about everything that you need to do to create extraordinary health and longevity, and that one just won a National Book Award, too. Uh, about a month oh, ago. congratulations. Well, Thank that's you. fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, you, you talked about your mother being diagnosed and then you saw some of your patients being diagnosed earlier. I'm seeing my friends that are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, being diagnosed and yeah. um, where there is there and I loved the way you shared it it was kind of like the natural laws we're either in balance or we're out of balance and we do need to be educated so I I appreciate that you are committed and not stopping so that we can continue to keep educating women on this balance issue so if we talk about that where do we start where do we start to be able to say how do I you know, know that I have the responsibilities and the family and the commitments that I have. Right. But where's the most yeah. important area that I can start to create that balance that I need so I can not, All you know, right. be or be as healthy as I can be? Sure. Well, you know, the amazing thing is, is that when I was going through the research, um, you know, the human body is just so freaking amazing. So it can be that. All you need to do is to give your little inner healing intelligence a little something, and it doesn't take much to have a massive response. So one example I give is that um, there was a study that came out a couple of years ago that said if you jogged for five minutes a day, that's it, five minutes, (laughs) there was a 48% reduction in cardiovascular disease. That's, I mean, like, that's how little that you have to do. So the whole point of it, when I teach people about this, it's like simple, practical things that you can do that are easy, that can have a really profound effect. So um, we were talking about, you know, some of the mistakes that women make after 40. And, you know, one of the things is not uh, paying attention to heart health, really. And mm-hmm. a lot of 
people don't think that women, you know, really get heart disease. It's a man's disease, but that's absolutely not true. In fact, heart disease kills 10 times more women than breast cancer does. And uh, we definitely focus on breast cancer, and that's a good thing to do, but um, we definitely don't want to neglect heart health either. And so what the research shows is you do these simple things, you know, like I said, jogging for five minutes a day, but just moving your body is like so unbelievably important for your health and particularly for your cardiovascular health. Um, making some changes in your um, in your diet, and most people are like, oh, I don't want to change my diet, but if you look at the standard American diet, um, the FAD diet is the, the acronym, and boy is it, because everything in it, you know, the fast foods, the processed foods, the french fries, the sugars, all those kinds of things are huge promoters of disease. So if you just take some of those bad foods and switch in some good ones. Start adding some organic uh, plants into your diet and as many plants as you can get in, the healthier you're going to be for that. Um, Another very important thing is to go to bed before 10 o'clock and get up before 6 o'clock. So Ayurveda said 5,000 years ago those were the optimal hours for sleep and what research shows is that in fact is absolutely true. And if you go to bed by 10 o'clock there actually is a spike in uh, melatonin, the sleep hormone that occurs between midnight and 2 a.m., and uh, you definitely want to get that spike in because you, if you go to bed later, like at midnight, you don't get that spike. And actually, the consequences of that are absolutely spectacular. So what they found is that melatonin is not only our sleep hormone, but it also is a very powerful antioxidant. And it has effects of uh, helping to support the immune system. It also regulates estrogen. So as it goes up, estrogen levels go down. And there's a link between estrogen and uh, breast cancer answer a very strong uh, link with that. So um, what they found is that melatonin doesn't act alone. It actually interacts with all the other hormones, things like insulin and cortisol levels and everything. Mm -hmm. So if you go to bed by 10 o'clock and get up by 6 o'clock, those hormone levels are optimal. They kind of they fluctuate throughout the day and throughout the night, but they'll be optimal. And if you stay up to midnight on a regular basis, for instance, they're not. And, in fact, you get such severe hormonal imbalances that um, the research shows that it almost doubles your risk of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and several different kinds of cancer, including breast cancer. So wow. just simply backing your bedtime up, and if you're a night owl, then what's recommended is to go to bed 15 minutes earlier each week until you finally, you know, are going to bed before 10. And most people said they cannot believe how much better they feel when they do that. Yeah, well, I, that's good. That's one that I already got on my side because I am in bed by 10 and up by 6, and it and I, I always feel very rested. I feel incredibly rested. Um, You get much deeper rest when you go to bed or sleep during those hours. mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't have an issue falling asleep, and I don't have an issue getting up. So I feel maybe I am actually getting that, you know, that spike, um, and it's working Mm -hmm. for me. So that's the good news. But you know, I I know that this. yeah, I know that this this next one that that I think we're rolling into here is, you know, the the management the mismanagement of menopause or menopause in general. I know right. that 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 was a big one where I noticed my sleep was restless. I was waking up with, uh-huh. you know, hot flashes. I mean, there was some variables in there that uh, so what what can you tell us about mismanagement sure. of menopause? Sure. I just want to mention one other thing for, you know, for heart health. I mean, for each thing, there's 
there's some simple kind of general supplements that you can take that can really make a big difference in for heart health in particular omega-3 fatty acids which are considered the healthiest types of fat that you can consume super important and they um, for overall health but also they have some direct effects on helping your heart and then vitamin D3 which um, has gotten tons of research in the last couple of decades because they found it acts in our body more like a hormone and um, actually is super important for all the cells in our body to have a proper physiology and when it's low um, then it increases your risk of many different kinds of diseases including heart disease so that's another one to make sure you're mm. taking enough supplemental amount and, and always get your levels checked because otherwise you have no idea how much uh, vitamin D3 that you need we used to recommend uh, 400 international units a day and now most experts say you need at least 2,000 international units a day and sometimes much more so you don't even have to go to a doctor's office for that you can actually order a kit online on a uh, website called powerofd.org and uh, you order the kit comes to your house has instructions in it you just prick your finger and put a little dot of blood on the piece of paper and send it off and then they'll let you know what your levels are and then you should recheck them every six months to kind of stay on top of it but it can make a real big difference in, in helping to protect your health. Yeah, there seems to be a lot more lower, you know, where people don't have the right amount of vitamin D in them um, at this point. I mean, it's... 80% of people, that's what in the U.S. is what the... the estimate is and I think we're under the assumption you know like that was one of the things my mother was diagnosed with having very low vitamin D and it's like you know she's out in the garden we live in Arizona how could that be but uh-huh. that's you know that's not that's not the, the the way that the body is needing it or absorbing it I guess you know, it all, so that's the thing where everybody does it differently, and so that's why you have to check your levels because one person may need 2,000, one person might need 5,000 or 10,000, so it's, there's a lot yeah. of variability on how oh, your own body assimilates it. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Omega-3 yeah. fatty right, so acids and vitamin D3. <laughs> the menopause, then, as you were talking about. So, you know, one of the things that happens, I mean, there's actually this phenomenon that's occurring in the United States right now where girls are going through puberty at earlier and younger ages. And so, like, around the world, the average age of puberty is about 16 or 17, and in the U.S., it's about 10 years old. And there's actually some fairly serious health consequences that come with a girl starting her period too young uh, like that. And so one of them actually increases the risk of breast cancer because uh, she's having way more periods than a girl that starts her periods at age 16 or 17. And with each period, there's a surge of estradiol, which is the strongest, most abundant form of estrogen and the one most linked to uh, breast cancer. So... um, you know, that's, that's one problem. And then another problem that's just been identified is that when girls go through their periods uh, early, then they have a tendency to go through menopause early. So it wouldn't be uncommon for someone to start having some menopausal symptoms, and those symptoms are things you had mentioned as far as hot flashes, but there's also like mood swings and sleep disturbances, and, and uh, these things um, can start showing up at at young ages, like even late 30s or 40s, and, um, you know, there's a problem with hormone replacement therapy, so I always say don't run to your, you know, gynecologist and be put on hormone replacement therapy, because back in 2003, 
with a women's health initiative study, we found that there was a, a strong link between hormone replacement therapy and many health issues, including uh, a significant increased risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, um, heart disease, gallbladder disease, I mean, blood clots, I mean, a, a lot of different things. So the prescribing practices, thank goodness, dropped significantly when we got that information, and the, the incidence of breast cancer actually dropped by 7% um, the next year and another 7% the year after that. So now it's lower, significantly lower than it was, but it stayed kind of stable, you know, at that point in time. Now, um, my approach really to helping with menopausal symptoms is to approach it naturally. And if we take an Ayurveda um, perspective on it, um, having hormonal symptoms or, you know, menopausal symptoms is actually your internal healing intelligence telling you that your body's out of balance. And so instead of, you know, like saying, okay, what, what do you not like that I'm doing, <laughs> having a conversation with your internal healing intelligence, you know, we just run off and do hormones and shut her up so she can't talk to us anymore. But what happens is that you can actually take a look at your life, and this is what an Ayurvedic doctor does, and I help women with this too. I offer telephone consultations through my website to help people with, with these kinds of issues and, and with newly diagnosed breast cancer patients to help them with an integrative approach. Approach. But what we found is that if we go through a person's life, we can say, okay, we can see exactly, you know, there's like some indications about what are you doing that's throwing your body out of balance the most. So, for instance, staying up too late at night. So, um, if I'm talking to a woman, I find out that she's having hot flashes, and I say, well, and she's staying up too late at night, it's like, okay, why don't you go to bed before 10 o'clock and let's see what happens. And I've had this happen with so many women where they go to bed before 10 o'clock and their hot flashes go away. So, Mm. it's really about what do you need to do to create balance into your body. And my book really goes over all those things as far as the diet and lifestyle. It's not any different than things that you need to do to have extraordinary health, but those are the things that help to bring your body you know, into balance. And then when you're going through, you know, the transition, some people do need some additional help. And again, I don't recommend hormone replacement therapy if if you, you know, can avoid it. I think if you have surgical menopause, in other words, have a hysterectomy, you instantly go into severe menopause. So you need some help during that time. But ideally, if you're in, particularly if you're going through regular menopause, um, really try to, you know, do things naturally. And so there's a number of plants that have excellent research on it showing that it's extremely beneficial for menopausal symptoms. And one, one uh, uh, supplement is called Relizin. It's R-E-L-I-Z-E-N. And um, it, it's from Sweden. It actually comes from flowers that look like daisies uh, in Sweden. And so um, it, it's been in Europe for about 15 years, and then they brought relevant to the United States about three years ago. And the thing I was most impressed with with relevant is that um, they've studied it with the same kind of rigors that they do with the pharmaceutical medication. So they set up university-based, double-blinded, placebo-controlled studies here in this country, and uh, they were able to document that uh, relevant was very effective for all sorts of different menopausal symptoms, from hot flashes to mood swings to sleep disturbances, um, and then also um, when they tested it against the placebo, 
they found that it doesn't have any side effects, which is a really great wow. thing. Um, so, yeah, it was exactly the same as placebo. And it doesn't work hormonally, so it's perfectly safe for breast cancer patients to take, yeah. too. It's so, interesting um, because the answers are always in what's provided for us anyway, and we just kind of like decide yeah. to remake it here. We are going to take a, <laughs> a quick break, um, Dr. Horner, um, and I know that we've got a couple other things that we're going to talk about in regards to, you know, the four fatal mistakes that women make over 40, right. and you're providing us such great information. Um, so I want to just give everybody a chance to to be able to hear this. So, you know, this goes into an archive, um, you know, tonight, so I'll promote it again tomorrow, but you can always listen to my shows on iTunes, Stitcher, um, at BonnieBonadeo.com, and then, of course, on the Voice America website, Beauty Inside and Out show. So, uh, and if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out, Instagram, Beauty Inside and Out, and then, of course, Twitter, Beauty In Out show. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. We're still talking about what we can do to, to live a more radiant, uh, uh, radiant, have radiant health and ageless beauty and what other mistakes we're making to prevent that from happening with Dr. Christine Horner. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back. We are here with Dr. Christine Horner, and she is the author. And I, I love the name of your other book, too, Waking the Warrior Goddess. Um, I, I like that one because that was about your first experience of kind of more of this Ayurvedic approach to, um, you know, to this 5,000-year-old philosophy of how to be able to get ourselves back in balance. And then, of course, your new book, Radiant Health and Ageless Beauty. I got to tell you, my favorite chapter was chapter two. All of it was great. It was a great book. Uh, thank you for sending it to me. Um, but I loved chapter two where it talks about what does love got to do with it. 
And, you know, I can only say from experience, Dr. Horner, that it was, you know, I was busy, 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 busy. My life was changing. I was, you know, raising my son and, and working and trying to, you know, be something, be somebody type of thing. And then all of a sudden it was like love came into my life and I thought, wow, like this is really it. This is what's important is uh-huh. the, the the nurtured and being nurtured and how much healthier I feel and how much more relaxed um I am, you know, I guess it's kind of like that sidebar fear of, of not being alone or knowing you're loved and, and uh, it's, it, you know, family, friends, but really having that love relationship uh, altered my life tremendously. And I, I definitely feel more healthier because of that. Well, um, you know, what, you're, what you feel is actually accurate because um, there's been lots of research in this area, which is really wonderful because when I was going through my medical training a long time ago, um, we didn't think that there was any connection between emotions and health. I mean, maybe peptic ulcer disease because those people seemed a little high-strung that <laughs> stress could happen, but otherwise there was no recognition. And now what we've discovered is that the thing that affects our health more than anything else more than diet, more than smoking, more than genetics, is our emotions and particularly feeling loved and supported. So it's like the number one predictor of your health and longevity is how social you are and how loved and supported you feel. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a... uh, you know, like a one-on-one, you know, type of relationship. It's like you can be a part of a group and, and that kind of thing, but as long as you have those feelings of being loved and supported. And and then on the contrary side of that, if you're in toxic relationships, it's actually the most damaging stress on the mm. human body. Uh, so I do... I- consultations actually for yeah so i do consultations for breast cancer patients um most of them you know like newly diagnosed to help them with this integrative approach but um you know most people that are seeking me out i mean lots of them are already you know very conscious and kind of you know living a holistic lifestyle and everything and they'll talk with me and go i don't understand how this could happen i exercise i'm a vegetarian i you know, don't do anything bad necessarily. And then I say, well, how are your relationships? Ugh. So um, the other thing is that just, you know, from an Eastern philosophy too, we have these energy centers in our body and, and they're called chakras. And so um, the heart chakra, uh, the, guess what lies right over that? The breast tissue does. And so when we do uh, actually Westerns and research uh, doing uh psychological studies on women who develop breast cancer looking for commonalities, we actually find that there's a lot of heart issues. Let's say that, you know, you had some big trauma that broke your heart or, you know, relationship difficulties, you know, is a really big one too. Um, Then we've discovered that um, certain emotions that we have actually do show up in certain areas of the body. So so that's an area, you know, yeah. Where it I definitely it, yeah. increases your risk, yeah. And then, like, uh, cancer of grief is in the lungs, so lung cancer. And a good example of that is Christopher Reeves, uh, you know, Superman. When he died, his wife developed lung cancer about a year later and died from that, and she'd never smoked a day in her life. So um, it's really oh, that's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. see that, but. Yeah, so, um, you know, one of the things I talk about in my book, too, is that, um, you know, love love actually begins with you loving yourself. And mm-hmm. there's it definitely people, always starts you know, there. Yeah, lots of people doing programs on that, because our, our normal state is kind of to, 
you know, talk badly to ourselves and criticize ourselves and everything. And, and um, you know, we or talk to, to take care of other people and, instead of ourselves. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then what happens right. is we reach this point in our life where we go into breakdown. And That's breakdown exactly is, right. again, like you say, you're out of balance. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. really paying attention to your self-talk and really doing things to nurture yourself is like super important, you know, too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So getting back to some of these fatal mistakes that we make. Oh, gosh. Mistake number three here. Weight gain acceptance. I like the way you say that. Weight gain sure. acceptance. Well, <laughs> you know that people, a lot of people think, oh, in middle age, it's okay that I've gained some, you know, some weight. And you can just look around yourself here in the United States of America where we've got, you know, two-thirds of the people are overweight or obese, where there's a lot of people are accepting that weight. And, um, you know, the funny thing is, is our bodies really work the best in a particular uh, weight range, we'll call your ideal kind of weight range, and even if you gain a little bit of weight, um, it can have a detrimental effect on your on your body, and it's not only just the weight on your joints, but it actually starts your fat cells. If you have any belly fat, they uh, become metabolically active, and what that means is they start producing proteins and called pro-inflammatory factors, so there's actually increasing inflammation in the body, and we know that inflammation is something that plays a key role in the initiation and progression of virtually every chronic disease from dementia to heart disease to, you know, certain cancers. Um, And then also the fat cells produce hormones. So uh, after menopause, uh, the fat is actually a factory for estrogen, so it can cause your estrogen levels to get too high and increase your risk of breast cancer and other problems and and uh, and so forth. So trying to keep your weight down is really important, and it actually isn't as hard as you think. So, um, you know, it's just really paying attention again to, you know, what you're putting into your mouth and, and the healthiest foods that you can consume just tend to be very low in calories and very filling. So those are plants again. So, you know, really consuming a lot of fresh organic uh, plants, and you'll find that when you eat them, you're really nourishing your body with the nutrients that it needs, and then you're not hungry. So it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. If you're eating carbs and, you know, potato chips and stuff like that, you're not supplying your body with the nutrients it needs, and so it's going to feel hungry hungry. again because it's still asking you to feed it. And then if you actually give it the nutrients it needs, then you won't have that, you know, that hunger. And then, of course, um, moving your body super important and and I think just you know little tricks like parking far away from wherever you're going you know in the parking lot taking stairs at your work and you know making sure you get up from your desk and walk around every hour <laughs> because you know they found that even if you get up for just two minutes an hour it kind of counteracts all the negativity that occurs with sitting for so long yeah it's um yeah, yeah, it, it it becomes challenging for us to look at, you know, those those few pounds. Um, but, you know, I can see it. I'm just, I'm sitting more. I'm not as active um, mm-hmm. as I used to be. And so it's, it you know, for me, it's trying to eat right and making sure that the right amount, the right food is around me, you know. And then, of course, traveling, uh-huh. it's making better choices while you're traveling. And I know that's a, that's right. a big challenge for a lot of people is eating healthy on the road. Um, right. You know, the other the other I part of it is is <laughs> too, but you know what I do? I go to Whole Foods and I you know, I always stay in a hotel that's got a little refrigerator or a little kitchenette or something like that, so I just you know, have my healthy food with me. Yeah, oh I carry I carry a lot 
more food with me than I need to. And it was funny because when I was at the airport the other day, they're like, you have nuts and fruits and, you know, dried fruits and things like that now uh-huh. in your bag. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, now you got to pull that stuff out. I mean, it's not everywhere. I don't think it's across the board everywhere, but oh, I had to pull it out I've twice on my really? travels because, yeah, because they huh. said that it's, it's, you know, disguising you know, whatever, terrorist, terrorist You're stuff. kidding me. I've never I know. had that. And I'm thinking, now i got to pull my food out and, you know, have them review oh, my man. food type of thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's 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 interesting. But I do carry a lot of, you know, nuts and, uh-huh. and you know, some dried fruit and things like right. that to sustain me. So I'm making better choices while I'm on the road. But, yeah, but it, yeah. It, diet is a big thing. And I, and I loved what one of my... Uh, one of my other guests had said, well, two, actually, you know, so one of them was, um, she had said, you know, she says, you know, don't take away, in order to make a transition, don't necessarily take away what isn't best for you. Add something that is good for you and start with that. And what you'll find is you're not as hungry and then you'll eat a little less uh-huh. of the other bad. Because I think we think, oh, oh i got to go on a diet, which means you can't have these things. And then all we do is want those things so yeah I know that we the the mistake number four we did talk about but we're running out of time here and I I would love to have you back and and share more but the not loving yourself uh kind of tied into you know chapter two in your book radiant health ages beauty of of loving yourself and then being in being in relationships where you feel love not toxic relationships but relationships where you feel love so I would love to make sure that my listeners know uh, Dr. Horner where they can get your book so can you please share with us your website and and uh, opportunities for them to connect directly with you sure so uh, my book is available everywhere you know Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and so forth if you want an autographed copy you can get it from my website which is drchristinehorner.com that's d-r-c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e-h-o-r-n-e-r.com and I have a free newsletter you can sign up for on that um, lots of tips and tricks and videos and things like that um, also I offer telephone consultations and, and actually Skype consultations for people internationally um, and it can be on any you know health topic you want most people you know will call me about mostly as women you know that that call um and um and you know newly diagnosed breast cancer patients like i said or uh, people helping them with menopause you know symptoms are just in uh, general health um, like that and then i have ability to contact me through my website too uh, if you have any simple questions yeah, it's a beautiful website. It's very informative. Um, all of it, every bit of it is there. So thank you again for being a guest on Beauty Inside and Out. You know, we we always say that beauty starts on the inside and, and you got to feel beautiful in uh, in order for it to reflect out. So I appreciate you being a guest with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Perfect. Thank you, everybody. I'm glad to be back on Beauty Inside and Out. We've got another live show coming up next week, so be sure to stay tuned. Hey, if you're interested in being a guest on Beauty Inside and Out, you can reach me, Bonnie, at bonniebonadeo.com, or you can find me on my social handles and send me a direct message as well. Uh, and be sure to stay connected with us on social media and see some of the new guests that we have coming up here. I'm going to be at the Cosmoprof North America show this weekend, so I'm going to have some special guests that we're going to be doing some promos with um, that you'll hear in August and again it's some of the you know some of the 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 greatest experts in beauty uh, talking from beauty on the inside out so I always appreciate you joining me we'll talk to you next time thank you for listening to beauty inside and out 
Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.